good to be back home. For those that I'm seeing or see me for the first time since I came back from my trip home, uh, I do want to thank all of you who prayed for me while I was away from the Paris to visit with my family back home in Nigeria. And um, like I said last week, I did uh, tell them many good things about St. Peter's. And uh, also, uh, they asked me to thank you and to send regards and greetings to all of you. So thank you so much for being my family here in the United States. Today's gospel continues where we left off last Sunday. You know, last Sunday, uh, Jesus started his public ministry. He went to the synagogue. You know, at that time, synagogue is a place where you come to listen to the word of God. In the temple, the priest, they offer sacrifice, you know, um, so, but in the temple, you know, any rabbi or any lay person can be given the scroll to read and to teach if you are able. So he went to the synagogue uh, and they gave him the scroll of Isaiah 61 and he proclaimed his mission. The spirit of the Lord has been given to me. He has anointed me to do what? To bring good news, glad tidings to the poor to set prisoners free, to give sight to the blind, and the downtrodden to set them free, and also to proclaim the year of favor, the acceptable year of favor, or the jubilee year if you want to go back to study what that means, to proclaim the Lord's year of favor to everyone. So today begins a continuation of that. This scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. That is, in him is the fulfillment of all of this. Remember, the word of God tells us in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, 38, Jesus Christ, anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit, went about doing good. And what good was he doing? Curing the sick, the sight, and all different kind of stuff. All of the fulfillment of this mission but however, going further, he also proclaimed his mission. You know, Luke is intentionally telling us what Jesus' mission is, that this mission is one that extends to all nations. That is the universality of salvation. That salvation is not only for the Jews, but for everyone. Going back a little, you know, if you go back to Luke chapter two, the prophecy of uh, Simeon, after the presentation in the temple, Simeon would say that uh, now I can go in peace. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared for all nations. So it is a mission or a salvation to be given to everyone, especially the marginalized, those who are outside, you know, those who uh, the Jews did not consider to be in the bracket of those to be saved. But we know it is uh, the desire and the plan of God that all men and women should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. If you read uh, Paul's letter, first, uh, his first letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 4, that he wants all of us to be saved. And that is the mission he proclaimed, and that is why they wanted to you know, kill him. He gave them example of the Old Testament of the Gentiles, uh, Neman, the Syrian, who was healed, and also um, 
the miracle that uh, Elisha, Elijah performed with uh, the woman. So that is the mission of Christ. And as we know, just a reminder, through the sacrament of baptism, all of us have been incorporated into this mission of spreading the good news of making known the salvation of God, like the psalm of this morning tells us in verse 7, my mouth will speak of your praise, we tell of your salvation day and night. So this mission of spreading the good news or doing good is one that is born out of love. So what we see in Jeremiah is a fulfillment of Christ himself, the spirit of the Lord being given to him, knowing from birth that Christ is going to bring the salvation to everyone. So by baptism, we share in that mission of bringing good news to the poor. And likewise, it is a mission to be born out of love. And mind you, love is not just a concept, it is a person. If you put Christ or God in all of what Paul tells us in today's second reading, that love is this, love is that. That is, let's say, uh, God is patient, God is kind, God is not jealous, God is not uh, pompous. We can put ourselves in it also and ask, am I patient, am I kind, am I jealous or pompous or inflated, rude, do I seek my own interest? quick-tempered, uh, do I rejoice, rejoice when things are going wrong for others? Do I bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things? That is the challenge of today's gospel, that the Lord is calling you and I. But on the other side of it, we look at or see the danger of giving in to the pressure of spreading the good news the church in our time, like Jeremiah and like Christ, you know, continues in that mission of proclaiming the truth about life, about justice, about, um, uh, you know, relationship, and about spirituality, many truths and doctrines that the church is um, proclaiming. And you see, unfortunately, we do not, some of us, uh, because of many things going on in our society, are not open to hear the truth or even to know the truth and do not accept and would go, you know, many miles and ways to uh, do the same thing that these people did to Christ. To castigate or to pull him down or to pull the church down because we are proclaiming the gospel of the truth. But Christ did not give in to that pressure, just like the church is not giving in to uh, the society saying no to the good news. But that is by the way, we also acknowledge you as mothers, as fathers, uh, grandmothers and grandfathers who do not you know, give up in the training and education of the children. Just like this week, we are celebrating uh, the Catholic school week and the teachers are doing uh, very good and also the catechist and all of the teachers of faith in proclaiming, like Jeremiah and like Christ, the good news, making sure that the kids are given solid education in the faith. And in our homes, we continue that same mission of proclaiming love of God.
So like I said, love is not just a concept. God is love. In one of his uh, encyclical letters, Benedict tells us and writes beautifully about uh, God is love. And because he is love, he calls us to extend the same love to others. Um, in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, he tells us, by this, people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love one another. It is a love that is so profound, a love that does not have limit, a love that considers, you know, bears patiently, and a love that sees beyond just the physical. And you see the way Paul puts it beautifully in the second reading of today. If I have the gift of tongue, you know, if I can speak in the voice of angels and human, and if I do not have love, then I am just making noise. And if I have the gift of prophecy, able to understand mysteries or interpret or even the gift of faith to move mountain and without love. I am nothing. Again, if I can give myself, you know, to be wasted and everything and without love, then that's a waste of time. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, we ask the Lord to heal us of obstacles that is preventing us from giving totally all of ourselves, strength, mind, and body. You remember in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, the Word of God tells us to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our soul. The same is picked up in the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, so that we can give all of ourselves to love God. And remember, John tells us we cannot claim to love God if we do not love people that we deal with every day. Going back again to the second reading, if I claim to have all of this and that and spend all of the time in the synagogue or in the temple, but I do not or cannot show love to others, then I am nothing. We pray in this Mass that the Lord will increase our faith and also the gift of love so that um, we are able to be faithful witnesses and authentic witnesses of his love in our troubled world. May God continue to bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.